Welcome back to Capitalize Your Fridays. This is Michael Williams. I'm the founder of Altius Financial. And I'm Taylor Dennis, Senior Wealth Design Specialist and Vice President of Altius Financial. And today we have a really interesting topic. This, this kind of came up just a little banter between uh, Taylor and I, and we thought it'd be worth, worth uh, talking about. It's maybe, um, I, I don't know if it's going to get heated or not, but uh, you know, there's a generational aspect to this. I mean, it boils down to why, does, why do people your age, Taylor, why do they hate or oppose Dave Ramsey and his philosophy so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Dave Ramsey, another financial advice giver, entertainment kind of guy, media personality. But first, let's start off with our disclaimer. Perfect. Yeah, I'll cover that. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of investment advice or financial planning. No advisor-client relationship is formed by the broadcasting of this episode or your listening of what we say. The use of this information or any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content in this podcast is not meant as a substitute for professional financial advice. If you're needing specific financial advice for your situation, please reach out to your certified financial planner. Or if you're interested in learning more about our firm, our people, or our philosophy, feel free to reach out to us through our website, which is altiusfinancial.com, or contact us directly by email at taylor at altiusfinancial.com or michael at altiusfinancial.com. Just so you're aware, that is A-L-T-I-U-S financial.com. All right. So Taylor, um, you have said, you know, and you and I have talked about this for maybe a year or two now, you've said that millennials hate Dave Ramsey. And I think that's a bit harsh. Don't you think that's a little bit harsh? Does, does your whole generation hate this guy? <laughs> Debatable. Uh, I really, I think before we dive into the concerns of really what my generation's take on Ramsey's finance philosophies, maybe we should actually introduce people to maybe who he is. If if we're going to spend a whole episode talking about why we hate the guy, maybe we should say who (laughs) who are we even talking about? It's you and your millennials that hate him. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I think he's pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's a good point. Uh, for those of uh, people who don't know, I mean, I, you know, I listen to talk radio sometimes. I'm not like a huge talk radio guy, but Dave Ramsey is a finance personality. He has his own radio show uh, syndicated. I think he's on, you know, across the country. He's on lots of different radio stations. He's an author. He's a businessman who's been successful. And he helps families and individuals get out of debt, helps them overcome being in hawk. And that's his biggest focus uh, on, on getting them to a point in their life where they feel like they have some, some control. Because, you know, for those people who really uh, do get themselves in a big, big debt hole, um, it's a terrifying thing. And they don't have any financial confidence. And so that's what his specialty is. And so I don't see why your generation is so opposed to him. You know, he's helped a lot of people with their finances. And I think he gives, I mean, of all the radio or TV personalities, and I won't name any other names, we're not trying to actually promote Dave Ramsey here or promote any other financial advisor than ourselves, right? <laughs> we, want to pr- <laughs> yeah. we want to promote uh, sound financial advice wherever you can find it. That's, that's our position. We want uh, people to grow and defend their capital. Uh, and we think we're good at doing that. Um, and we... we we want, I mean, we want to be evangelists across the board for better financial thinking, but we're not trying to endorse Dave Ramsey or tear down anybody else. But, 
he's the focus on on this episode of our podcast because we thought it'd be interesting to kind of contrast our views. So Taylor, you're not on the spot now. Why why is he the bad guy? <laughs> and maybe hate is a little bit of a strong word. I think I was raised by one of those parents who said, you can't hate somebody. People are naturally good or, you know, hate's such a strong well, word. Your folks said you can't hate people? <laughs> or you shouldn't hate people? It's not good? They haven't said it since I was a kid, but when I was small, it was always the, well, you don't hate this or you don't hate this person. It's maybe you have a yeah, strong was, dislike or whatever. I was raised the same way. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I probably even raised my daughters the same way and say, you know, you, you don't want to use... Although I do want to amend that because um, yeah. I think it's okay to hate something that's really, really bad. And so I'm glad you're you're moderating your viewpoint because you know he's not a bad guy. So, but well, tell and us. that's the thing. I think – and it depends on your personal experience. I think some people do hate him because of their experience with him. Um, but I would not say that I – I don't hate someone I don't even know. I yeah. think I maybe disagree with some of his philosophy and likely my generation – also disagrees with the way that he's maybe chosen to to express his philosophy and his mindset. So um, tell us more. What do you mean by that? I'm definitely no professional Ramsey follower. I think there's, from what I've observed, it's there's three sectors of, of people who consider their finances. There's the people who love Dave Ramsey, their followers, He's saved them. He's got them out of hock. Like you said, great resource. There's the people who hate Dave Ramsey. They're like, ah, don't like this person. Not great. And then there's the people who just don't know, don't care. This guy doesn't matter. He's just another finance person. Like people could yeah. say the same thing about me. They could say, I don't know who Taylor is. I don't care about her. That's fine. Right. So I'm no professional on him. I don't follow him, but I have followed lots of other financial individuals. And that's kind of where I got a lot of my initial um, resources from. And then I have talked to different people who have maybe worked with um, his types of products. And so I've, I've made judgments based on my limited experience on his education, essentially. The one thing that I vividly recall and is oftentimes repeated is his quote that if you have any debt, the only time you should see the inside of a restaurant is if you work there. And I think that one-liner is probably why most millennials and possibly most Gen Z people just don't really don't align with this person. I think a lot of our generation is, do I align with that person? Do I agree with their perspective? And I think a lot of my generation would say, nope, that's not the guy for me. If I can't they go celebrate go, they my friend's birthday. They want to see birthday. the inside of a restaurant, right? They want to go to restaurants. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's part of his thing is saying, you know, you, I mean, let's be real about this. He, he's saying you haven't been responsible with your money you haven't earned the right to go out to dinner and splurge that way. Get your butt out of there. Go, you know, go shopping for spam or or cold cuts or ramen. Get yourself on a on an austerity budget and get yourself out of hawk. You you're not going to do that by by overspending in a restaurant. And yeah. that's actually sound advice. And I agree to an extent. So if I have a student loan that I'm paying off and I'm paying it off every month and that's my only debt, but Dave Ramsey told me that debt's bad. I can't have any debt. Me paying off my student loan on time every month, maybe I'm paying off even additional, doesn't mean I can't go get a pumpkin spice latte in October. 
It doesn't mean I can't go to Crescent's <laughs> birthday dinner. <laughs> you know, I think I can hear Dave Ramsey right now. I mean, you know that that's the thing is he would say that's that's so uh, indicative of the younger generation, and they're they've fallen fallen prey to Starbucks in this case or Madison Avenue to, to advertising of you know here's what you need in the way of a product. Uh, this kind of coffee is going to make you look cool and feel better about yourself. But no, you need the harsh truth. You need that tough love from Dave Ramsey that says, you don't need the pumpkin spice latte. You know, quit that. <laughs> yeah, have your black coffee at home. Be miserable. Add your tears as your creamer. You don't need this. <laughs> <laughs> Put yeah. your tears as your creamer. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think... Um, the reason people don't align with him is because it's such an extreme standpoint. I think for, for some listeners, maybe that's what you need. You need to be told, get out of that restaurant. You've been to too many restaurants this week. Calm it down. No more restaurants for you. But for most people, I think saying, hey, maybe I cooked most of the meals this week. I'm going to treat myself with a Friday date night dinner. Or, you know what? My coffee cost me $5. I'm not, I paid off all my credit cards on time. I paid all my bills, maybe even paying some of my bills in excess. I want to get a coffee because it's warm and makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. And I, I think it's fine if you have something that makes you feel warm and fuzzy. And it doesn't have to be a coffee. It could be, I don't know, getting your nails done, paying for the gas to get you to a hike that you love, or buying a new jacket that keeps you warm. I think telling people that they can't spend any of their money until they're absolutely debt-free is um, just unrealistic in this generation. But I also think well, that I... It, it, are you saying it's unrealistic in this generation or unrealistic for human nature anyway? Yeah. Well, a little bit of both. I, I see there's kind of a borderline. There's the... It's unrealistic for human nature, period, just to restrict themselves to that point. But there's also the, the risk for this generation because A... Most of millennials and Gen Z have such high student loans, so it's something where they're likely going to be in debt for a while regardless. They Maybe they pay off all their bills, but they're going to be in debt regardless. And then there's the issue of we live in a very large situation where people just want things now. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm, I'm saying that's actually maybe to the Ramsey side of things that, hey, they need to slow down because you can't have everything now and have everything later. So I think it's the reality is people need to find a balance. So maybe you dislike Ramsey because you need him, or maybe you dislike Ramsey because you don't need him and you don't agree with his strict philosophy. Well, I, I kind of, uh, I would say a couple things about that. One is that um, I don't really think there's that big a difference in reality between generations. I mean, uh, in fact, that's a whole different topic because I, I hear people talk about Gen Z or baby boomers this or, you know, the greatest generation that. And I, I think that's all a bunch of uh, BS. I mean, there is unique experiences. I'll give you that. You know, people who, who live in different times have different sort of external experiences. But human nature is no really any different. And I think it's silly to talk about in, in any real meaningful way, talk about generations that much. It's individuals. You know, it's, it's you know, this individual has made poor decisions and gotten themselves way into debt beyond their means. And so they need to do certain things differently. This person has been much more responsible with their money uh, and their their uh, student loans or their educational strategy 
and their market skills and they can afford to go out to dinner and, and it's individuals who make decisions. But, um, I, I get what your point is about, you know, it, it, he doesn't have kind of a nuanced balance and he's treating everybody as like they're, you know, like an infant who needs to be, you, know, you use the term bully. I'm not sure if bully's right, but, but who needs to be, you know, dictated to and, and yeah. almost insulted by, you know, his, his, uh, strict rules. But, but the thing is there are people who need that kind of structure. I mean, yeah. think about it this way. Um, I know you don't have kids yet and maybe you won't, I don't know. I mean, but little kids need and want clear lines. Um, yeah. now there could be a whole wide range of activities they might have within those boundaries. I think that's healthy because they need to be able to explore the world, but they, you know, little kids who are not responsible yet need to have structure. And if a person isn't maturing financially or emotionally, yeah. then they need more structure. And that's what he's providing, right? Yeah. Well, but so, and let me, I hate to use your words against you, but you're saying that the people who need Ramsey are the little kids of the world. I kind of think that, but, but <laughs> I would also say there's an awful lot of little kids in the world. I mean, we, we have, yeah. we have a culture where people don't grow up as fast as they used to. I mean, yeah. there are literally people in their thirties or forties who don't grow up. They haven't grown up yet. They're, they're not really, uh, the law would consider them, uh, you know, age of majority and they can contract and they can, you know, sign up for a credit card, but they, the way they act and the way they think about the world is very immature. And so there are lots of people. And I think that's partly, um, again, it's a wider cultural thing where we have, we've not really, um, allowed for and encouraged people to be responsible we're always talking about people being victims of this or, you know, the, you know they, they, they couldn't help it rather than taking responsibility for their lives. And so we delay growing up. And that means we have a, a much bigger population of people who, are, who need that kind of structure. And someone like a bully like Dave Ramsey, you know, telling them, here, you can't go in a restaurant anymore or you shouldn't. Yeah. Well, and kind of on the same note of looking at it as, okay, how strictly do you need to be managed with your money? I have heard of him having those, the like bucketing type um, budget method. And so instead of like, he has basically said, don't have credit cards, just have your paychecks and then divide it up into maybe little envelopes. And so you say, this envelope goes to rent, this envelope goes to food, this envelope goes to utilities. To me, that seems like something that I would have, I would do that with a kid. If I was raising a kid, I would be like, here's your, here's, look, your, this is your allowance. And you can have a little wallet and the, maybe the front pocket is for your candy and the back pocket is for that toy that you're saving up for. And maybe the middle pocket is for just in case emergencies or something. Um, and so to me, it, it seems like something where, like you're saying, if, if you don't have a lot of financial education, if you have trouble with um, being able to say no to yourself, then maybe this is necessary. But I, most of my colleagues, most of my peers would look at that and almost see it as insulting to say, oh, you're asking me to get rid of my travel credit card that's going to give me points to get a free flight. And instead, I've got to stick my money in a envelope and pretend like I'm a kid again. Like what? What is Well, but you know, you know how about those points and those flights and all that. I mean, that to me, that's, that's a, a whole nother topic. I'm not saying a that's person a whole can't do that. <laughs> well, we talked about that a little bit and it's worth touching on. I mean, uh, yeah. in the same sense that you have lots of people who, like you said, they can't delay gratification. So yeah. they don't think long-term, 
So they need lots of structure, the envelope system or whatever. And it's almost like, you know, someone who's gambling at the, at the uh, roulette table or whatever. They're just emoting and just, you know, throwing good money after bad. Um, and so they, they need that kind of discipline. Um, now, again, it's much better, much more rewarding. I think you and I would agree on this, that it's much more rewarding if you can come to the conclusion yourself of how you want to live and then logically say, here's the behavior I want to change versus having someone from on high dictate or give you, you know, um, you know, quote commandments or whatever. Um, and, and you can't balance that out in your own mind. I think you're right about that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So I think those kinds of things are more why I would say my generation, I know you, you didn't really want it to be specified by generation. I, I think some of the characteristics of the younger generations being more open to things like travel cards, wanting to live more in the now, having more prolific student debt. Um, there's like a more consistency on those types of traits with the younger generations. And that's why I think those are the people that are more likely to say, no, that plan doesn't work for me. Like my parents already raised me with the envelope system. I don't need to do that again kind of thing. <laughs> Well, and it's oftentimes people who weren't raised with an, they they didn't have enough discipline early on yeah. or structure early on, or they didn't, or maybe they had too much and they rebelled against it. And so they, you know, they, they didn't have someone who's explaining why it was in their interest to do it this way. They were yeah. just being told. I mean, I think that that can t- sometimes happen is where someone's raised with too much discipline, strictness, commandment type environment. And then once they get older, they reject it and rebel. And, you know, it's just like the kid who goes to college and has never had a beer before. Well, that's not yeah. going to necessarily be a responsible drinker for a while, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're going to try gonna everything and anything. And the same reality. thing with money. Yeah, they're, they're going to they're gonna rebel. And so, uh, but, but like you said, for the person who was raised with some structure uh, and allowed to learn about money, and about drinking or about other parts of life where you, you have to be, you have to be able to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to reap what I sow. I'm going to, I'm going to have the consequences. And that may mean, you know, okay, I spent all my money over here, so I don't get to spend money over here or I overindulged and now I have a hangover or whatever. Um, you know, that, that, that kind of person who's raised with, uh, the, the ability within a range to make decisions, uh, and then realize cause and effect and consequences for their behavior, they probably don't need a Dave Ramsey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's other pieces of advice he gives. Um, you know, we, we, I, I do characterize him as perfect for someone who has that need for discipline, but he also has, I think, lots of other good advice. And I, and I personally agree with a lot of it. I mean, um, people sometimes put too much on, on things like... Uh, you know, a big house, uh, and therefore going into a lot of debt for a big mortgage or, you know, he says that people shouldn't worry about their credit score. And I tend to agree with that. I mean, the credit score was invented by the, you know, the credit card companies to sort of get you hooked on, you know, using a credit card and being in debt and always making the minimum payments going for the points, but, but not really feeling yet like you have freedom or control over your life. Um, so there are things like that that I think are, are actually you know, really thoughtful, uh, thought-provoking because um, most people are raised, well, you got to worry about your credit score. you got to have a high credit star- score. Well, you know, it's not like you want a poor credit score, but if you don't worry about 
always needing to have debt, then you don't really have to worry about having the perfect credit score. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of the foundation of why he doesn't want you to look at the credit scores because he doesn't want you to have any debt at all, um, which I yeah, think and- is, it's great to say you don't have any debt. But I think um, being able to be at a comfort level where you can take on debt and then pay it off immediately, like being able to say, hey, I have the flexibility to have a great credit card and maybe I'm using that to make my payments. So it's maybe a little bit more secure than my debit card because my debit card could get stolen and have all those issues. Um, having that additional level of protection and then still making sure you're paying it off each month. So you're not paying any interest or having a mortgage, but having a lower interest rate because you're better credit score. I think. Let me play the devil's advocate a little bit though, or play the Ramsey advocate here. I mean, yeah. is if, if I said to you, um, you know, is it a good financial principle to live beyond your means or earnings? What would you say? No, it's not a good principle to live beyond your means. But isn't borrowing more money than you than you need, than you've actually saved for, isn't that living beyond your means? I wasn't necessarily saying you're borrowing more than you've saved for. Well, but if you don't have the if you have the savings, you can spend it anyway, right? You can you can buy yeah, that but car I still wouldn't. You can buy that vacation. Why not? So what I'm saying is I would pay for it with my credit card and then take the money out of the savings and pay the credit card off. If I had the money in cash, I wouldn't spend it in cash. Well, so you're saying just for a month or so. Yeah. You'd pay it off before you're having any interest. You and I are entirely in agreement on that. That's the responsible way to use a credit card is to, you know, use their money for 28 days or whatever, but not to carry debt. And I think most millennials don't think of it that way. And in fact, most that I've talked to, when I say you know, you need to change your policy and never pay interest again. They're like, that's impossible. No one lives that way. Yeah. And Dave Ramsey is saying, well, no, there are plenty of people who live that way and they actually feel more free than the person who maybe has bought all kinds of material stuff on their credit card, but, but you know, they don't feel freedom because they're, they owe. Yeah. So I think it's the balance of, okay, do you have the ability to um, restrict your spending to what your actual income is. Yeah, and, and that's the other. That's the unique thing about credit, right? Credit is something that you earn, and something, and you know, somebody doesn't just give it to you. You earn it by being responsible. Um, and it's an interesting thing because, you know, I, I agree with you. It, you don't have to pay cash for everything. In fact, it's okay, especially with a, a house that you know might have a mortgage, and and because of tax laws and so forth, it can be advantageous to have debt on it. Um, and there is a balance saying, well, I've earned I, my earning power, my life's earning power. And I know I, at least I have confidence that I'll be able to continue to grow my earnings and be able to afford this kind of lifestyle. And so it's saying, well, I want to live better. I want to have a better life and I want to have it sooner. Yeah. And, and he's taken more of that, uh, you know, just sort of, I don't know, uh, sacrificial Protestant. And in fact, a lot of his, uh, his, is. uh, yeah. Well, a lot of his uh, advice is based on, uh, at least the way he portrays it, is sort of based on biblical principles, right? You know, religious principles that's saying, you know, you don't really want to enjoy life, you want to sacrifice life. Yeah. You know? Which is, I think, another, if we're listing out the things that people don't like, I think I, I went with the, the basic level, and I think a lot of people struggle with the, well, everything has to be tied into religion, and maybe not everyone's religion aligns with his. Yeah. yeah. And then also... Some of the things as far as people who've tried to be employees there, there's a whole 
There's lots of articles if you Google <laughs> and lots what do you of mean employees there? messages. Oh, you mean with people the who Dave tried Ramsey. to work? Yeah, for the Ramsey company. Huh. There's like a whole thing about spousal interviews and trying to get information about you and what oh, kind of people like you spend your firm. time with. Yeah, it's huh. it seems it's you're joining the mafia. A little, little culty. <laughs> <laughs> culty, yeah. You remember that movie with Tom Cruise? I don't know if you ever saw that, The Firm. Oh, I haven't seen that one. It's it's a good movie, actually. You know, it's one of those Tom. It, it was uh, who was that author? I can't remember the author, but he wrote a bunch of really good books, um, lawyer type books. Um, I can't remember the name of the author right now, but he's that were made into movies, and one of okay. them is called The Firm, and it's a law firm that basically sucks Tom Cruise in to help them do all kinds of illegal activities. But it was a cult like thing, and you know, once they got their hooks into you, you were part of the firm forever, right? You know, and, and so that's sort of the cult like atmosphere. Yeah. And I'm not saying they are a cult. I I haven't joined on with them at all, so I can't know for sure. But I yeah. have got that kind of vibe from multiple Reddit articles and <laughs> and multiple um, Google searches. You know, one of the things he's criticized for, and I agree with this criticism in one sense. He he's always saying, you know, just put your money in uh, an S and P 500 type stock based mutual fund and and you'll be fine if you do that forever you'll be fine and he's right i mean if, if people will be stock investors over long periods of time they'll be right or they'll be good most people you know have difficulty sticking with that early on um and he also you know talks about the like an average rate of return of 12 percent per year on the stock market and i think sometimes a novice investor thinks, well, okay, that means I'm going to get 12% every year, not realizing the stock market sometimes does 45% in one year and then negative 20% the next year. And if you start yeah. off with a negative 20%, that doesn't doesn't uh, motivate you to keep uh, keep doing it. But that is part of the, the key as well, is being able to see that there are ups and downs in life, there's ups and, ups and downs in the stock market, and if you stick with it, it's going to work out. Um, Again, not giving any particular advice, not endorsing Ramsey's advice right now, but the stock market is uh, businesses. Investing in good, well, well-run businesses has proven to be over time, over long periods of time, a way to, to uh, gain more financial security. So I, I agree with that generally. Yeah, definitely. Do you so struggle at all of- with the concept of him not being a financial advisor and therefore not being regulated the way that for instance, our company is, um, yet he does publicly give advice constantly? Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, you know, he's got disclaimers and so forth, just like we do. And and he's he's categorized as more of an entertainer. People are listening to the radio as a distraction and entertainment. Um, You know my view on this. I don't think there should be... I mean, I, I have to have agreed to do comply with all of our industry regulations. But if you ask me like on a political level or, uh, or as a amateur economist, um, whether I think these regulations are good, I don't, I think, you know, I'm fine competing against Dave Ramsey and he's fine competing with me. People can do their own. People should be (laughs) grownups and they don't need to have the, you know, the regulatory agencies, you know, acting like they can protect them uh, because they really can't. So I would much prefer that that there were zero regulation in the financial services business and try not trying to act like, you know, Dave Ramsey's one thing or I'm one thing. I mean, people can make their own decisions and, and be responsible for their own due diligence and research. Um, 
So I have no problem at all that Dave Ramsey's not regulated like we are. Okay. How about you? I think it's everyone's going to find a loophole for something. It's going to be my answer to that one. <laughs> you mean like in the advisor world or is it in the client world? I think in, in just world. I mean, it's there's always a loophole for something. It's do you want to be a financial advisor but not count yourself as a financial advisor? Do you want to try to avoid additional taxes? Do you want to – I mean, how do you avoid yeah, the would, thing that you don't want to deal with? I mean, I, I think we sh- what we should do is focus – we as a society should focus on freedom and truth. People should be free to take their actions and realize there aren't guarantees. So it's better for them to do due diligence uh, and find good uh, sources of information, good referral sources, because you can't be an expert on everything, right? Yeah. I mean, a, a person out there – and because of tax laws and regulation, the world has become much more complicated. It's – it's not that complicated to say, well, allocating savings and, and being able to save for my future and once in a while take some risks uh, is a good thing. It, you know, we've made it more complicated than maybe it needs to be. Um, and people would be better off of having simplification, if you ask me. Yeah. But it's human nature to say, okay, how can I get there quicker? Uh, how can I? And, and sometimes people try to get there too quick, and that's why they become gamblers or whatever. And and but they should also reap what they sow. I mean, people who gamble usually lose and get their asses handed to them, and hopefully they learn. You know, and as long as you know, they're not getting bailed out all the time, they will learn quicker. Yeah, that's my view. No, I get that. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing that he's not registered as a financial advisor. I just think it's it's interesting because there's like a fine line of well, your job is giving financial advice, but you're not a advisor. Well, but again, he would say, technically, my job is not giving financial advice. Mm-hmm. My job is entertaining. Yeah. And many people find him entertaining, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, and he gets advertisers. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. sort of, that is sort of the a model oftentimes is can you get people who sponsor you to either put eyeballs or ears or, you know, some kind of attention so that I can advertise some other product to you. Um, so he's an entertainer is what he is. He's He's a... He's a media personality that uh, is attracting an audience, not necessarily for his financial advice giving skills, but for his entertainment ability. Yeah. And he's got a certain shtick that certain people buy. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about with regard to Dave Ramsey? And why you you millennial say him? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it. All right. Well, it's been fun talking to you about it. Uh, um, yeah. And uh, I appreciate our, our audience. Hopefully they found this entertaining a little bit themselves or at least insightful about uh, you know, media and so forth. Yeah. So thanks, everyone, for listening to our podcast. We do invite you to follow, like, subscribe, friend us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. All platforms are saved as Altius Financial. It's all in one word. You should see our logo on Instagram and Facebook as our profile page. Yeah, we are doing Terminology Tuesdays every Tuesday. So if you tune in on our Facebook and Instagram platforms. We have posts each Tuesday with a new terminology word related to finance. So we hope you check that out too. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to us directly or check out our website. We have a lot of great resources on our website, www.altiusfinancial.com. Thanks again for joining us. Capitalize on your weekend and have a happy Friday. Thanks everybody.